The reason you feel unease inside is because your actions don't match your thoughts. And when your actions and thoughts don't match, you're actually in a state of dis-ease. We've labeled these diseases most popularly as anxiety and or depression. Unless you think you're the only one in a state of disease, estimates are that one in four people have been diagnosed as being in a state of disease, like anxiety or depression. And that's just the ones who sought treatment. I believe the numbers are much higher, probably north of three, if not four in four. You're listening to Thriving Thoughts, the podcast that teaches you how to change your thoughts so you can change your life. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. In my past work as a clinical psychologist and my current work as a thought coach, I've counseled hundreds of people through hundreds of valleys of dis-ease. A state of dis-ease manifests in feelings of guilt, fear, regret, trepidation, worthlessness, and even hopelessness. Those feelings stem from our actions, whether they are actions of thought or deed. Yes, choosing a thought is an action, it's a behavior. It's something behaviorists call covert behavior. When we choose thoughts that are based in things we cannot control, like other people or events, we set ourselves up for a state of dis-ease. And those feelings of dis-ease influence our action or inaction which worsens the feelings of disease, which in turn holds us prisoner to making decisions that aren't in our best interests, making decisions that further distinguish themselves from what you say you want. That's the cycle that happens when our thoughts don't match our actions. This is the first of two episodes on doing, because as you've deduced, your being is established by the intricate relationship between what you think, what you feel, and what you do. I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to write this down. Put it in a place where you'll see it, where it will serve as a prompt to keep you intentional with matching your thoughts and actions. Here it is. Are your actions aligned with what you say you want? You'll write it down like this. Are my actions aligned with what I say I want? Let me give you some examples of what it looks like when your thoughts and actions aren't aligned. I say or think I want to get in shape. But every day, I give myself an excuse as to why I can't work out. Life is crazy. There's just too much to do. Or the biggest lie, I just don't have time. You can lie to yourself all you want. But the problem with that is you're hurting you. Because over time, the more excuses, aka thoughts, you pile on, the more guilty you'll feel because you're not doing the thing you say you want to do. And while the excuse soothes you in the moment, they compound over time into deeply rooted feelings of guilt and worthlessness. And those are demotivators, not motivators, to start doing the thing you say you want. The end result is you stay in the same shape you're in, but now you're in a state of disease by the guilt you've created. Here's another one. You say you want to have a better relationship with your significant other, your SO. Unfortunately, your thoughts are focused on what you believe your SO needs to do or how you want them to change rather than focusing on what you control, which is changing you. You permit frustrations and irritations to become resentment when you focus on what your SO is or isn't doing. Gottman calls resentment or contempt one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse of your relationship. As your contempt deepens, your focus is taken further off of engaging in the necessary self-reflection and personal changes that will make your relationship better. You might even convince yourself of the lie that you've just fallen out of love and grief and anger become your state of dis-ease. But the truth is, you chose to stop loving with every intentional focus on your SO's behavior and lack of focus on your own. Here's how you can be intentional if you want to make sure your thoughts align with your actions. Make three columns on a sheet of paper. In the first column, write a list of goals you have. 
habits you want to develop, or circumstances you want to change. In the second column, write down all of the thoughts you tell yourself about why that thing can't happen. Leave an empty row below this. Next, write down how you feel about yourself when you don't do those things on your list. Again, leaving an empty row below it. That's the old thought loop. That's the one that's keeping you in a state of disease. If you want to get out of it, you've got to change it. So let's go and fill in those empty rows by creating a new thought loop. We're only gonna do part of that today. In the third column, under your feelings, I want you to write down how you want to feel, how you would feel if you were achieving or making progress toward that goal or habit in your list. You might want to, for example, feel confident or proud or inspired or motivated. Now in Wednesday's episode, we're gonna walk through choosing a new thought that's going to create the feeling that you want or that you would have, and therefore produce the actions, the thing that you say you want to do. This is enough for now to keep you busy until then. Dear friend, if you want your life to change, you've gotta change it. Be intentional with today's thought loop changing exercise. You'll be well on your way. And remember, as Amit Kalantri said, a tongue doesn't get things done. 